Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're doing Masech Tos Klayim Perik Beis Mishnah Gimel Mishnah Dalaj. Today's Mishnah opens up with a farmer who plants wheat, and then he realizes it'll be more lucrative if he planted barley. What can he do to avoid Klayim Ha'isah? Today is Ruachitim. Benimlach Lizra Saor means like, oh, I'd rather plant barley. What do I do? Yamdim La Achetis. Leah. He has to wait until the seeds grow roots. Once the seeds start to germinate and they grow roots, and he turns over the soil, he'll destroy these infant wheat plants and they're not going to regrow. And afterwards, he can plant the barley. And it takes about three days for that to happen, which may have implications when it comes to Shabbos and may not. If the wheat has already sprouted, what if the wheat has come above the surface? He had a little cute little wheat plant and he wants to put the barley in there. He can't say, I'm going to kill two stones with one bird. That's for those who play Angry Birds. I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. How do you do such a thing? I'll put the barley seeds down and then with one, with one plow, I'll turn over the dirt to cover the barley seeds, and at the same time, simultaneously, I'll also uproot the wheat. He cannot do so because we're concerned what happens if he puts down the barley and this is that, forget it. Now you're going to have barley growing, you're going to have wheat growing, you're going to have a beautiful client mixture. Rather, he must turn over the soil first, and only afterwards can he plant the barley. How much must he plow? Like the furrows of a rain. The, not, after rains, they would plow the ground when the ground was wet. They plow with a certain a certain uh, width apart from each other. When it was dry, it would be a little wider. When it was dry, the shabbos about two amos. When it was wet, it would be a little closer together. And that's enough. Abishalom or no? He must plow it that there should not remain a base rova, which is a certain amount, a quarter of a kav, in the area of a base sa. And then it's a, it's more machmir, and then he can he can plant the second veg, the, the second barley the barley, mishnah dalid very similar mishnah person goes to plant uh, grain and he's like actually I'd rather have a vineyard which is more chumra because we're talking about grain and vineyards lo lo climb of a karim lo yomer etav achach ofoch elahovich achach nata he has to, again, he can't say, first I'll plant the grapevines and afterwards I'll turn the soil over, but rather he has to do it because we don't want to leave it in the same plants. What if a person planted a vineyard and the, grapes, the, the vineyard starts to grow? He can't say, first I'll plant the grain, afterwards I'll uproot it. First he has to uproot the grapevines and then he has to, and then he can plant. However, Imratza, now here's a piece of advice, if he wants, that's the way the uh, Rav, Rav Chaim Kanievsky and his Derech Hamuda learns advice. If he wants, gomim ad pochos mitefach, he can cut the grapevines close to the ground, less than a tefach above the ground, which will essentially kill them. Zorev achach masharish, then he can plant, and only afterwards does he have to uproot it. And says of Chaim Kanievsky, he doesn't need to uproot it, but only if it begins to grow again does he have to uproot it. But if it doesn't begin to grow again, he does not need to uproot it. Now, the question is in this case, well, a person's going to look and see, he may have cut the field. But he's planting he's planting wheat in the same place that he had Geffen. He had he had he has um cut grape stalks. And Allah is Yushali points out that although this this guy he showed that he cut the field, he cut the grapevines, a tefach above the surface, and they're going to die, they're not dead yet, and there's still a shame tree, a shame eights on these grapevines. So effectively he has these very these stumps of grapevines, which are still alive and are still considered trees in other areas of Allah, and he's planting barley there. How does that work? How, or, or excuse me, planting wheat there, how does that work? So it says, the Torah Zrayim, Ravavim Pomeranchik again, he says as follows, because one of the principles of Kalayim is the idea of, 
Tfigas, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, the idea of it's the way it appears, the way we look at it. The same way we noted a couple of days ago that if you have two fruits that are virtually identical, they look exactly the same. So we, even though they may be different in terms of the species, but because the trees look the same, we may classify them as one species. So to here, we, this is the principle. Again, comes back to time and time again. That's the way, it's the way, it's the way that the eye t- beholds this, the way the eye sees this. And therefore... Because it's about the Marasayan, here it's very clear when he cuts it, he's making a, he's a clear declaration to the world that I'm intending to destroy it. And the fact that I'm planting above it, it's going to actually be part of the destruction process. And therefore, although he didn't uproot, he does not uproot the entire tree totally. And in other areas of Lacha, this Geffen, this vine, has the, a halos vine. It's still considered alive. When it comes to climb, it's very, very clear that he doesn't want it anymore. He's cut it, and he's planting a, a top of it. And therefore, we don't look at it as climb because, again, from the, the way we, we look at it, the way we view it, it's very clear he's trying to destroy it, and there's no issue of climb here. Everyone should have a wonderful day.